everybody. Welcome to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve. With me always is Taz. I'm Taz. What's up? Yes, sir. All right. This one episode, we're going to talk about the Big Ten West, the other side of the division. First off, though, I want to start this out by giving all the dads out there a happy Father's Day wish. Happy Father's Day, all the dads out there. Yeah, guys, man, appreciate you. I know the little ones out there and the wives right now are probably catering to you. Man, enjoy that. Soak it up, man. Soak it up. I was the pappy boss. <laughs> One of my favorite skits. One of my favorite skits. Awesome, bro. All right, so let's get started. Let's get this episode off and jumping. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the commissioner for the Big Ten, Mr. Kevin Warren. Is He probably, behind Gray Sankey, probably the biggest influence, biggest name commissioner-wise moving the game forward is Kevin Warren. Yeah, um, I think I think he was pretty much innovative, just as much as Sankey. And they pretty much took the forefront. They, it, normally, when you see there's an issue coming out, these guys are taking the forefront. They're coming out. They're speaking out, you know, for it, against it, or whatever. So they're not sitting back. They're always coming with solutions uh, concerning whatever the issue may be: NIL, um, transfer portal, college football playoff expansion. These guys are always at the forefront. You always see them up there, you know, even though, you know, they may not have the answer, but it's like, hey, man, look, you know, consider what we have to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like they are. Those seem like to be the one-two punch Mm -hmm. in college football right Mm -hmm. now, especially with the way the commissioner is. I mean, (laughs) somebody, somebody has to step up. They do, and like you said, they always seem to be very proactive. They're Mm -hmm. always trying to make the sport better. They always have the best interests of the universities that they're over is their number one priority. I mean, look at, I mean, Kevin Warren is fixing to set the bar with this TV deal. I mean, think about what that's doing for all the other conferences moving forward. Yeah. And, and, and as, and I know something as being the leaders of, you know, their conferences and trying to be the forefront of whatever the issue is, do it it bleeds down into their coaches it bleeds back into their their, their you know the, the the schools that they represent because every time something come out let's say for instance any of the commissioners talk there's gene smith you know of ohio state he's coming out with solutions mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying he's coming up speaking up of course you got pretty much every guy in the sec is going to have got something to say oh yeah you know and I think, too, because of the great leadership that they have is probably the reason, argumentably, and people can argue however they want, that the SEC and the Big Ten are the two best conferences. The SEC and the Big Ten have the best coaches, top to bottom. I mean, but, but I mean, really, not to knock any of the other conferences, but, I mean, really, I mean, how often do you see any other commissioner or coach from another conference really come out and speak about it? Not saying they're not speaking about it. But how often you see them at the forefront of the issue? Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. I mean, look at that. The commissioner at the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't hear much from him. Yeah, he pulling for straws. He was trying to survive. And now he's like, oh, screw it. I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. They said when he showed up to the thing, he had a darker tan and sunglasses. Yeah. He knew he was on the way out. He was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not only him. I mean, all of them. You, gotta, you, gotta, you don't really hear from any others not say, I don't know I mean you can say these other two are arrogant and they just want the attention who knows whatever but the issues are there so I think whatever any commissioner from a conference or or coach or AD from another conference can come up and say something I mean it's all helpful and useful oh yeah of you know? course. So, so don't sit back because it you know it's gonna affect you too I mean it's affecting everybody oh yeah I mean at the end of the day it really does mm-hmm. And with all that being said, as great of a job as Cameron Warren has been doing, the one thing that it lose the big the Big Ten is a national championship. I mean, are they in the talk every year? Of course. Of course. Have they had some great teams over the years? Of course. But they haven't won since twenty fourteen, the first college football playoff with Urban Meyer in Ohio State. So could this year be the year that not saying as a whole as a conference, but the Big Ten can turn around and say, you know what, we're going to be the last team standing this year. We're going to establish it and moving forward. If we are going to be 1-2 with the SEC, then we need to be 1-2 in national championships. Right. So, I mean, the Big Ten, for one, 
before they start looking, I would say, because I mean, they've, they've been representing every year, but before they really, I would say, get into that conversation, who you're going to have representing you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a guarantee that your most talented team, which may be Ohio State, they may not even be the team that's representing you. No, no. I mean, Michigan did beat them on the field last year, and Michigan went and played Georgia and got steamrolled. Yeah. Now, granted, Ohio State played a Utah team, which isn't to the level of a Georgia team. Right. But I think we all could have looked at the end of the year that probably Ohio State was, I won't say the best team, but probably the most talented team in the Big Ten last year. Yeah, I would I would, I would, would say that. I would say that what they put on the field is the most talented. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're always going to recruit well. And with that being said, is this the year that Ryan Day has to – and I know we're talking about the Big Ten West, so hang in there with me, people. <laughs> but is this a year that Ryan Day is this a year that Ryan Day has to make that extra step? I don't think it's necessary. I think it's crucial that he continues to stay in the conversation. I think what Ohio State is as much as possible, and it's cra- it's crazy to say because they they have reached that reached that pinnacle at the top and won it, and even gotten there before just to play in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but the thing is, is can you just keep this ship steady? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he's lost four games. He lost one yeah. game at home mm-hmm. against Oregon. He lost one game on the road mm-hmm. against Michigan, both last year. But coming into last year, his only two losses were in, in the playoff. Mm-hmm. One in the semifinals to Clemson that year, which once again was should have been different. Yeah. And then the other one was the Alabama right. in the national championship game. Right. So is this a year that the Big Ten, and maybe not Ohio State. I'm not saying Ohio State is the best team mm-hmm. or whatever in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I know bowl season skewed, especially nowadays before it used to carry more weight because everybody played, and that's when you got to see which conference was what. Mm-hmm. But non-conference games and stuff like that, when the season really matters, is this... Could we say maybe this is the year the Big Ten takes that extra leap, regardless of who represents out of the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, if you look at what's coming back, I mean, of course, of the of the of the top teams in the in the Big Ten, um, you're looking, of course, the, the representative to take the, the the spot back at Ohio State. But I, I, of course, I mean, not just Ohio State. I think any of those teams can probably compete with teams that are actually in the playoffs. The whole thing is 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 the consistency. How mm-hmm. consistent can these teams be, you know, as far as showing up? Is it – I don't think the stage is too big for these teams because, I mean, they're brands. They play against powerhouse teams week in and week out mm-hmm. like everybody else. I don't think the stage is too big, but uh, the the moment. Is the moment too big for them? You know, when you're talking about the league guy, the quarterbacks, I think Ryan Day, I don't think the moment's too big for him. Yeah. That he can get over it. He's got championship pedigree. Um, I think honestly, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, in game. Yeah, changing whatever's going on in game, making adjustments. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the better in game, if not the best in game adjustment mm-hmm. offensive person that calls play because he technically ain't the offense coordinator, but he's right. the offense coordinator yeah. on adju- making adjustments live in action in game. Mm-hmm. Probably in the country. I mean, I would I would give that argument offensively in the country. Yeah, you you can say that. I mean, because you only lost four games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? and two of them were playoff games. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to uh, speak against it. It's just the fact. It's like, okay, when can you can you really get over that hump? We can year in and year out. And I think, I me personally, I think they just need to steady the ship, continue how they're doing because it always things are going to happen with other programs to where you know something's going to happen. They may not be a uh, senior heavy team or something. Who knows? Yeah. So they're going to take hits. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to take hits. But can you just keep that ship steady, not look to blow something up, blow this thing up, and then all of a sudden, like, man, we would have just kept it together. We would have had this opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that when we get to our top 25 predictions later on, a couple or like a month or so down the road from now and then. We'll talk about who we think our playoff predictions are and who will end up being the last team standing and all that. And we'll get into that later on. 
into the next month or so leading up to the season and everything. So with all that being said, let's go on and jump into these Big Ten West schools that we got right here. First up, I got Iowa. Kurt Ferentz. Been there 23 years. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that anymore. No, no. <laughs> I mean, last year he went 10-4, and four, won the division, played against Michigan and Indianapolis, and we all know how that ended up being. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year he started 6-0. and oh, Got all the way up to number two in the country, Iowa, number two in the country, and then lost to Purdue at home, and then he lost at Wisconsin, and finished the year four and four, after starting six and zero. Yeah, and that, another another thing too, I was looking at that also is it some of that accredited to how scheduling was set up? It probably was to an extent. I can yeah. see that, but yeah, I mean, they they proven. I mean, they that's the thing, man. This team. I was one of those teams that's like, you, you know they're going to put together a, a good team. They're going to have a solid year here and there, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you don't know when it's going to happen. Because, I mean, they, they have a history of going to bowl games, winning games, producing NFL players. Mm-hmm. But the thing is not consistent. It's like, okay, you have a good year this year, and then all of a sudden it's like the expectations there, but then you don't show up to the party. No, for two, three years in a row, and then it circles back around. Yeah. I mean, they might be able to maintain what they have from last year. I mean, they returned eight starters on offense and eight starters on defense. They returned their quarterback, which, I mean, granted, two of them, and depending on how you feel about that situation, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later on in the show, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're a quarterback away, maybe, from being a upper echelon team in the Big Ten, not just, you know, winning the division. Now, let me ask this question because the way he runs his his team or run his offense, do you change philosophy? What, what I mean by that is because I know Ferentz is more like a NFL-style offense. Yeah. He's going to have a pocket passer. Oh, yeah. A lot of these teams are moving away from the pocket passer mm-hmm. and going more dual threat. Now, granted, there are some good pocket passers, but they do still have mobility. But I kind of noticed he he's had his type of quarterback, you know oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. So you got to make sure you build around that, you know, because there's going. I mean, you're playing in a league and pretty much everywhere now where teams can rush the quarterback. Oh yeah, and if he Everybody can't move, can. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, if he just he's a statue in the pocket, <laughs> he's not benefiting you. So is that something that he considers to, to, to recruit a different type of quarterback? Because I mean, if you check his history, is all the quarterbacks are pretty much the same. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, other than the name on the back of the yeah. jersey, you you wouldn't know no mm-hmm. no different. And mm-hmm. then that turns into like last year, they was 99th in the country in points scored. They were 109th in passing. Mm-hmm. It was 101st in rushing, and 121st in total offense. And that's the thing that, that the question goes with the. The scheduling also. They were undefeated for part of the season. So there's yeah. no way those numbers were there and you're being undefeated. Exactly. So obviously those numbers came in the latter part of the year when they started to lose games and take hits. Mm-hmm. But with all that being said, do you change OCs? Well, that's a, that's a call that Kirk's got to make. I mean, if I'm looking at it. <laughs> no, if I'm looking a, at it from a, a call that coach. Kirk's wife has to make. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm looking at it. If you're looking at it from really from a, a, a team perspective, it's like if the offense is progressing, we got to make a change. Yeah. But this isn't your average OC that he's had on No. The Who's the OC for <laughs> Iowa, Taz? His son. Yeah. That's why I said earlier. Changing OCs is not a decision Kirk has to make. It's a decision that his wife has to make. Right. I mean, but the numbers are there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, Kirk has a lifetime career contract. He's there as long as he wants to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't change coaches that often or nothing like that. I mean, he that's the biggest thing. At what point do you go down? You sit your son down and say, son, I... I He's a big boy. I think he can, he can, you know, handle the motion. Uh, well, keep him on the staff, just not as the offensive yeah, coordinator. You can, yeah, you can give him all the roles. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be the OC. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'd make him the coach of the fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's another way. That's another way of saying you don't have a position to coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the thing that, that again is they got a top twenty defense. In yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. 
And the main thing has always been holding Iowa back. And you can go back and check the stats. The main biggest problem they've always had is the quarterback position. But do like okay, so if you're if you're if you are the OC slash son, do you do you go against the grain as far as your recruiting? I mean, because you know the offense, your dad slash coach wants to run. I'm yeah. like, look, dad, look, things are switching up now. Things are changing. Yeah, and then again, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Kirk Ferris is still set in that old way. We had to run I formation, and that's what we have to do. We we need this style of quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to coach. Maybe that is true. Yeah, and we don't know because we ain't in the in the in the meeting rooms or all nothing. Right. But all I know is Brian Ferentz better come up with something quick. But that's what I'm saying. Do you just go against the grains for your dad? Like, look, man, I'm I'm a, instead of me just recruiting the same type of, I give me a quarterback with a little more mobility. Yeah, I mean, why not? What's yeah. he gonna do? Fire you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then you just make a phone call to mom and you're like mom I, you why know, is dad acting like well, maybe, this maybe he don't fire maybe you just allow him to resign because I mean once that yeah. once that's on your resume or coach fullback it's, it's on yeah it's on your resume so people are going to look at that yeah. I mean it can be overlooked down the line who knows yeah but that's true I don't know maybe 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 it's, it's what he's instructed to recruit and it's like look man I want to go out and recruit some of these mobile guys, these athletes. Yeah, I mean, that might be true. Like I said, we're not in the meeting room, so we're not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. We ain't, And maybe that is. That's a legitimate beef mm-hmm. and a legitimate, legitimate argument. Yeah, because he can only coach what he has. Yeah, and if that's what they don't want to bring in, then there ain't nothing he can do about that. That's he it. just has to coach with what he's got. Right. So moving on to our next team that we got here, we got Minnesota. Row the boat. The Golden Gophers. Row the boat. Yeah. Has the row the boat. Mantra still holds strong, or now at at a group of five school, it seems like it carries a little more weight mm-hmm. than it does at a at a power five school. Mm-hmm. So has it kind of run its course okay, at yeah. the power five school Call because this big boy football? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's gonna be determined on the field. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's a gimmick by no means, mm-hmm. but. Stuff like that seems to work more at the lower level schools to get kids up mm-hmm. than it does at the bigger schools where you should already be up there. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't need smoking mirrors. Like I said, if you got what you got and you're convinced in what you have, just put it on the field. And they went nine and four last year, mm-hmm. good year. Mm-hmm. You know, went back. Same story as Iowa offense, horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there just ain't no way. And we're not gonna beat around the bush about it. We're not gonna sugarcoat it and. It's, tell everybody that everybody's team is great mm-hmm. we're gonna call it for what it is offense is horrible honestly and truly defense though they're a top eight defense in every category but you can't finish 83rd in points per game and 99th in total yards you can't average 25.5 points a game in this modern age football mm-hmm. and expect to be up there with the big dogs at right. the end of the day. Right. And that's the thing, man. It's it's like coming in, I think any coaches, I mean, you look at it and say, okay, we're top heavy. And then the the most named schools, uh, even the Wisconsin's and all them that's been, you know, successful in the conference. It's like, look, man, we're, we can do this too. I mean, I like, I like the why not us attitude. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with that, you know, and I not am. just saying, Oh, we're just Minnesota or we're just whoever. And then, you know, like no, we, we our program is just as good as their program. Yep, that's what we, we I'm talking put, about. We put level on the field like they put level on the field every day. We it's, put our pants on one leg it. at a time, like the rest of them. That's it. We do. So that's and why they I got said, a beautiful stadium now. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, they, they they're do. outdoors now. They used to be mm-hmm. indoors, right? They yeah, they used to play where the Vikings play. Yeah. I mean, got a beautiful stadium. I guess the one thing that they do have that they can lean on is they got their running back coming back. Right, that, and they've been producing running backs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They've been so always produce running yeah. backs. They have that Muhammad Ibrahim. I, I, I'm, I'm, I hate butchering these kids' names. Mm-hmm. I really do. Trust me, it's, it's not on purpose. But that running back that they got coming off an Achilles injury, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that game when Minnesota played Ohio State. I want to say it was the first game of the year, right. and that kid right there is giving Ohio State the business. Mm-hmm. And he caught that he caught that swing pass out there on the flat when it planted his foot. You mm-hmm. can see it, just like Kevin Durant, yeah. looked like a rubber band. Oh man! Pow! And they're like, "Oh, I don't, hopefully it's nothing major." I'm like, "No, that kid right there is the blue as Achilles." Yeah. <laughs> Let's not sugarcoat it, broadcasters. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. And it takes time to come back from that. 
Yeah, and I think he'll probably have a pretty good year because mm-hmm. I think they're going to lean a lot on him this year mm-hmm. just because of what he was able to do. Right. But like you say, it takes a while to come back. The thing you worry about, is he scared? Not well, not scared, but how far is he willing to exert it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always going to be conscious of it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, also, is from the coaching staff, what's the workload you're going to give him? Yeah. Because you don't want to overwork him and say, oh, this is our dude. <laughs> and, you know, he's definitely coming off an injury. And yeah. It's 45 like, touches a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to give him that type of workload, you know, to where you really put more stress on that thing. And maybe that can help that Tanner Morgan out. I mean, six-year senior, the number he put up last year, mm-hmm. once again. And we'll get on to it at the end of the episode. Not that great. So maybe Muhammad coming back is going to help them in the long run with their quarterback. And maybe that's why his numbers were drastically down last year from the year before. Yeah, lack of run game would just sit back and make you beat us. Oh, yeah. Tee off, pin your ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So then the next team we got is Wisconsin. Now, here, once again, it's another school. Number one total in Russian defense last year. Mm-hmm. Bad part is, which that's good. That's great. Heck, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Number one total defense in the country. 130 schools. This year, you got three kids back to play on that, that started on that defense. It's tough. But hopefully they, they built some depth. <laughs> well, you know, of course, hopefully. I mean, like I said right now, I mean, like everybody's got opportunity to bring kids in that's developers got some some playing time from other schools right now. So, yeah, hopefully if that's the case and you can kind of plug and play and kind of help you out. But, yeah, we'll see with Wisconsin. Like I said, for, for the last few years, they, they've been solid, but they hadn't been in Wisconsin old. No. Like, you know, the top playoff team. Yeah, they haven't been up there competing like they have in the past. Correct, correct. And they got what? Look at the road games that they have. Yeah. And, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa. So, probably, I would say, that's three top 25 teams. Oh, yeah. Right off the top. You know, that you're on the road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know that you know how how Wisconsin plays, you know. They've been they have been shy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna run the ball, play good defense. Yeah. We ain't gonna stretch the field too much. What happens if they do get behind on Ohio State? Oh, then the game's over. Four points. Yeah. I mean I think the game's over because yeah. it comes back once again, as we talk we'll talk about later again, is quarterback play. Ten touchdowns, eleven interceptions last year. Well, there again, like I said, with, with some of that from <laughs> lack of opportunity, or is it? <laughs> is it we don't trust you? Oh uh, yeah, but but that's the thing. But lack of opportunity is not helping them either. No, no, you know. No. What I'm saying? I don't know. That's all I'm doing. I'm just handing the ball up all game, and now you put him in position to the pass. Yeah, which I'm not used to doing to be the man. Correct. I don't know if he can be the man. Yeah, do something I'm not used to doing. Hmm. You know? Now, Michigan State, Iowa, I think those will be more defensive games. I think they'll be low scoring. Correct. Out of those three road games, how many wins do you see come out of those three road games? For Wisconsin. Um, I mean, those are probably top 20 games. Two of them probably top 10. Yeah, I say. It just just by looking at it, I say they go one and two. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. I think they can pull one out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can... I really don't think they'd be two and one, and I damn sure know they won't be three and zero. Oh. Yeah, I give them. I'll say one and two. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they went two and one, but I, I say one and two right now. Yeah, that's that's about what I'm thinking. Leaning on that, especially those. Those are three tough road games. Yeah, I mean, man, and and it, and it depends also. Um, I'm not checking here, but how those games are positioned. Not saying they're playing those three in a row. Yeah, but how the other games are positioned. Mm-hmm. You know, they hopefully they got a bye week before one of mm-hmm. them or. Something like that. Something to help them out. All right, but then our next team we got here, who really showed out last year, that was probably unexpected, is Purdue. They went nine and four last year. Jeff Brom seems like he's got he got this thing rolling. Yeah, he he's he's been solid uh, for a few years. He's an offensive guy, played the position, so he can he can get some points up. The mm-hmm. thing is, of course, is sustaining that, playing good defense, and uh, right now he's not under the radar. No. You know, playing nine to four. Mm-hmm. This year they'll be paying attention to Purdue. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year they got into the top twenty-five. That's the first time since two thousand seven. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's 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 understandable. But now, like I said, there's even more opportunity to kind of get some pieces. 
there again, you also have the super senior thing also. So super seniors is, is a plus right now until mm-hmm. that's phased out. You get these guys for like six years. Yeah. That's what's going to be curious here in the next couple of years. How it all, is it going to go back to the way it was? The, these couple of handful of teams, like we said, like the Purdue, the Wake Forest, mm-hmm. the schools like that, who's benefited from this, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But is it going to balance itself back out when everybody gets back to that normal 85-man roster, year-in, year-out recruiting? I mean, is that is that what's going to actually get this stuff back to normal? Yeah, and, and with all the other factors, though. It's mm-hmm. these other factors, man, playing a part. Yeah. He's and like I say, I mean, Jeff Brom, he's doing his thing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, they won. Well, the Iowa team we talked about started 6-0. and And Purdue came in there and waxed them 24-7. Right. They steamrolled them. Right. And then they messed around. Purdue messed around, went out, and they moved Michigan State to the top five. They say, well, shoot, we got that there, too. Michigan State came to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Fans, Russia crowd, they were loving it. Right. Great times at Purdue. I mean, they beat two top five teams. There ain't many schools last year that can say they beat two top five teams, regardless if they deserve to be there or not. Mm-hmm. But at the time when they played them, that can say that they beat two top five schools. Right. So what do you think was one of the biggest factors that led to them being so great at that last year? Oh, One, one is, I think, like some other teams, want super seniors, so you got chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you have depth now that you probably would have lost, you know, X amount of players instead of you having maybe one or two offensive linemen returning. If I got super seniors, I can probably bring back my whole offensive line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If I, not more super seniors, of course, mm-hmm. uh, coming back that can build that depth, and of course, all right, you got the top quarterback coming back. Yeah, uh, best one in the whole division. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell was thirty-seven hundred yards, seventy-two percent passing, mm-hmm. and of course you got nine returning starters on, on the defense. So I think some of that is there is chemistry. You, you got your guy back for multiple years. Yeah, you got your quarterback, so you got your headliner right there. Yep, under a quarterback as a head coach and the OC. Correct. I mean, he's familiar with the offense. He, he can plug and play. He's played there again, and he's seen these defenses already. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's the moment's not too big for him. No, you know, he's not. He's not going to be bright eyed. You know, <laughs> what I'm saying once, once the ball snap. Yeah, you know. So now you got your you got your key player right there, and then now you got nine starters mm-hmm. on the defense. That yeah. makes a big difference. They look really good in the spring game too. I know you can't take much from the spring game, but that mm-hmm. defense looks solid. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing they got to work on, and I think you'd agree with me, is. You can't finish minus three in turnover margin. Right. You right. gotta you gotta secure the ball. You gotta run a turnover battle. You know, I mean granted you're gonna have some it happens. Oh yeah. A of fumble course. here, something there, you know. Yeah. As far as the quarterback, you you gotta be able to protect the ball. And I think another year under Jeff Brom's system will help that kid out. And I think that eleven that's not too high. That's about one a game. Think he could probably if he could get that number down to say seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, there ain't no reason why they couldn't win ten plus a bowl game. Yeah, you can you can get eleven. Yeah, you can get eleven. You know. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's Purdue, and then our next team we got here is Illinois. Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema's Big Ten football all day, every day. He played nose guard at Iowa. He used to coach at Wisconsin. He's at grind it out, hard nose, play good defense, run the ball. That's that's Big Ten football right there. Yeah, beat him, beat him like I said previously at Wisconsin. So you know what he's gonna do. You know he gonna he gonna build that offensive line. He's gonna build defensive front also. So he's gonna build a line of scrimmage. Oh yeah. He already had a previous idea of being at Wisconsin, but then going to the SEC in Arkansas, he really saw how important <laughs> the offensive defensive lines are. Yeah. You know speed. Yep. Now he's got probably another mindset now, speed of, hey, man, I need to kill guys on the outside. They need mm-hmm. to be able to move. Not only that, and they need some size. Yeah. You know, so I think some of that he'll probably replicate from taking from the conference that he previously came from. You know, outside of, you know, of course, he went to the NFL for a short stint. Yeah, a little stint. That was just so that way he could keep collecting checks from Arkansas. <laughs> but <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> but uh, just second year, and, and I think, and, and you probably agree with me, 
recruiting grounds probably a lot better. Oh man, I was just about to tell because yeah. we've had this discussion in the past. Mm-hmm. I think Illinois is a great job. Yeah, just because you can recruit the Chicago area. And that area in Illinois and the Chicago area, I think, has great recruits. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a very, it's a pretty fertile recruiting ground mm-hmm. for up north for the Big Ten. And like we say, like with Brett Bielema coming in there, I mean, I looked, I was looking at who he recruited last year, and I looked at, and he done recruit six O linemen. Right, that's his thing. He knows what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. He has his identity. Mm-hmm. He don't, he don't care what you do. We're going to stay the course and keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and this is one of those situations, really, that you can apply. I got to get my guys in here. Yeah. This oh, one, yeah. This of one course. is that you got to give him time to get his guys in there. Yep, and I think they will. I mean, look at what they did with Lovey Smith. They gave him plenty of time. An extension. They did. And an extension. <laughs> they did off their losing season. Right. I mean, and he went 5-7 and seven last year, which isn't too bad. I mean, first year there. I think it's good, considering know. him... His style of play versus Lovey's style of play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a 1,000-yard rusher coming back. And I was looking this stat up earlier. 13 years coaching, he's had 14 1,000-yard rushers. Mm. The only year he didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher mm-hmm. was 2017, his last year at Arkansas. Okay. So, I mean, I think he's going to um, do really well on that point on getting rushers and getting a thousand yards and all that because that's just what he does. Jordan Anderson. Mm-hmm. And then he has three star running back from Illinois. Six, oh yeah. Six four two forty. Yeah. You you can't, you know, duplicate size. No. That's a Bielema back. Yeah. That's his guy. So you know what he's gonna do. He gonna he gonna he gonna pound you. He's gonna oh, pound yeah. you and <laughs> pound you. By the time that third and fourth quarter come, the dudes ain't gonna wanna hit him. Oh, yeah, and he's a freshman coming yeah. in this year. So yeah. he might not get too much playing time this, this year. He'll get a little bit because, you know, Bielema is going to get him in there. But, yeah. you know, that that right there, that's a Bielema back. I mean, definitely. I mean, short yardage. Oh, yeah. Where you Goal going? line? Fourth, third, and short? Oh, yeah. Go I'm get throwing this. Jordan Anderson out go there. Go get Come these here, two son. yards. <laughs> Let's go get it. You know he's coming. But then that also affords <laughs> you the opportunity, if you would like to, if you if you control the downs or get ahead of downs, oh yeah, stay meaning, ahead of the chance. Yeah, meaning second down, I don't. I have options now. I don't have to give it to him. I can play action off of it. Oh yeah, you know. So that's a benefit of having. But you got to stay ahead of the chains. And if you can stay ahead of the chains, dude, it, it opens up the offense. Oh yeah, and when a six four two forty back catches the ball in the flat, mm-hmm. you make a business decision. Of course, when you meet him one on one in of the course. open field, you just try to <laughs> force him out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> or try to grab a shoelace and <laughs> hopefully you trip him up that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean they got an upgraded quarterback that Tommy DeVito from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I watched him in the spring game. He seemed to do all right. Elijah Williams, I was watching him. That seems to be like his go-to guy. Right. It does in the spring game. And if he can keep that going. And honestly, with this running game, you know Bielema is going to play defense. Like I say, if Tommy DeVito doesn't play like Danny DeVito, <laughs> then I think they'll be all right. Well, it's actually bigger in stature. So. Yeah, a little bit. A couple more inches taller. Uh-huh. <laughs> Danny may have some wheels on him. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. I He'd be a good fullback. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Danny was the joker. Well, the penguin, my the bad. Penguin. He yeah, was he a was penguin. penguin so yeah. They got a new OC they did from UTSA. That'll help with the passing game. Like I said, they'll always have a solid defense. They'll play better in the run game. I think they'll open it up more that way. And Tommy DeVito, for whatever little bit of time they got him for, the only thing I kind of worry about, but I don't, is that OC from UTSA, he's more of a shotgun mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So the running game is going to be more of zone read mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. instead of a fullback, lineup, 12 personnel. Yeah, unless you do shift a, a, a tight end in there or something. Yeah, I mean, you know Bielman ain't going to let them open it all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. But I think they can have a pretty solid year over at Illinois. And then our next team that we got is Nebraska. Nebraska. Scott Frost, that's, that's my dude. That's your man this that's, year? That's going to be my dude this year. We'll, we'll discuss that a little later, but this is my dude. Well, we can discuss it now. I'm also. Uh, all right. 
I'll let you go on and jump on this topic. I mean, topic. if you want to, you no, know. No, I don't want to jump on, jump on this topic. Let's see how we can go with this. Well, all right. Everybody knows Scott Frost is Nebraska. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, he all, he all Nebraska. That's mm-hmm. the reason he's there. They saw what he did at Central Florida. He's lighting it up down there. It's a different ball game in Nebraska. It's a, it's a different ball game. And that's interesting. That is a different ball game. But the thing but, about, uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All we're right, let's get gonna, it going. Come gonna, on. We're gonna, <laughs> here we go, everybody. Yeah, about man, to get you're going to be convinced here with Scott Frost here in a minute. Let's I'm going to get convinced now? Uh, yeah, yeah. One is. The last four years, he won 15 games. Yeah, I got, I'm gonna it, I got it, but you know, sometimes change is good. Now, he hired uh, LSU assistant Mickey Joseph, you know, from which was a receiver's coach. Now, he's going to be dealing with working with the uh Pass the game also. Did bring a receiver over with him also. Okay. Don't seem that much of a big deal, right? No. Check this out. This is Nebraska football. <laughs> this is Nebraska last year. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Last year? Yeah. Right. Last Talk year, yeah. yeah. Three and nine. Three and nine. Three and nine. Three and nine. All right. In Nebraska, here they are playing. Let me start. Let me start here. Hold on. Let me go back. I think the best thing happened to Scott Frost is he got rid of that Adrian Martinez. Yeah. He was gonna ride that wave till the ship sank. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, and I don't know why. Hey, man, maybe that's what he had. Maybe th- that was another case of trying to get your guys in there. Who knows? But you would think after, but no, <laughs> you would but realize no, that ain't your guy. That ain't the guy. But he couldn't get another one to <laughs> take his place. All right, sell me on Nebraska. Tab. All right, this is Nebraska. This is Nebraska last year. Mm-hmm. All right, starting with Illinois. Okay. Lose this game thirty to to twenty two. It's an eight point loss. That was right? an actually decent game. I watched that game. I remember Correct. that one. Yeah. Now you got Nebraska. Of course, they beat Fordham and beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They play against Oklahoma, number which ended up number ten. Yeah, Nebraska lose that game by seven points, twenty three sixteen. That's not too bad. That's a seven point swing. The, yeah. the previous it's game they solid, lost. The, yeah. the previous game they lost eight point right. Okay. Michigan State, which fin- finished at number nine. Nebraska lose that game 23-20. They lost to Michigan State by three? Okay. By three points. Okay. Of course, they beat Northwestern. Northwestern. The number three team in the country that represented the Big Ten last year was Michigan State. I mean, Michigan, Michigan. right? Yeah. They lose that game 32-29. A three-point game. Oh. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. So they now put, you're starting to sell it. All right. You're starting to sell so it. So they, they, lose, they lose to Minnesota. Uh-huh. 30 to 23. Another seven-point swing. Okay. Uh, they've only lost a game. The highest point total was eight points. Yeah. Was their first game against Margin Illinois. victory, yeah. Okay. So they lose to Purdue, which is probably one of the best passing offenses, of course, in that conference. Well, oh, yeah. At least the division, for well, sure. The, yeah. yeah. But even in the conference. Or even in the conference, yeah. Probably top three. Yeah. yeah. The other side don't, they don't pass yeah. too much. Mm-mm. They lose that game 28-23. Lost by five points. Wow. Okay. Here it is, the number two team in the in the conference. Mm-hmm. Ohio State finished number six, right? Yeah. Lose that game 26 17. Huh. I so didn't realize that's that. That's a game nine was point game. It loses to Wisconsin 35 28. Loses to Iowa, number 28. I mean, number 23 team in, in the country uh-huh. 28 to 21. Wow. Dude, they didn't lose a game less than eight nine points. Nine points, yeah. Nine points nine against point. Illinois. Yeah. yeah, Ohio State. They yeah. protect the ball, make a couple changes. They did with with coaches. Damn, so all nine of their losses was within two possessions. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. You know, okay. So that's okay. going to get that team right there. <laughs> See, if they I, make a couple of changes, <laughs> it wasn't like you look at the schedule, oh, well, Nebraska sucks. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was you, ready to go in. If you look at it by schedule, yeah, they, they, you know, record there, they suck. But if you look into it, yeah, it was only a possession or two away. Wow. For being... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, honestly, probably almost undefeated. Almost an undefeated team. Yeah. So that's why I, this would be, be my surprise team. Okay. I think okay. they're going to make some enough adjustments. They're, they're right there. So obviously, the defense is solid. Yeah. To yeah. keep them in every game. Mm-hmm. You know, they just had a player two here, and they lose, they lose the game. They didn't finish. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that, I mean, you know what? I ain't going to lie. I didn't look that defense, so. I looked into it. I them. just stopped. <laughs> I was ready to go in. No. Y'all know how we like to go in on, on on teams and coaches and players and stuff. And I was ready. I was like, all right, there ain't nothing you gonna tell me that's gonna sell me. Hey, my man, that Nebraska and Scott Frost overall fifteen and twenty nine. Now this the thing. 
So does Casey Thompson that transfer from Texas is that the turning point for Nebraska? Really could be because you got a mixture of him now and a new passing game coordinator. So they're gonna go hand in hand together. Yeah. Okay. Did add a couple other weapons to help out with the passing game. Oh yeah, because I think and I ain't gonna lie to you, and there ain't nothing you can tell me about Adrian Martinez that made me think he was a good quarterback. So so when you agree that Casey's a upgrade? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so he's yeah, an oh, upgrade yeah. and they're like no no more than two possessions, no uh, two two scores from being undefeated. Oh yeah. No, because I thought Adrian Martinez was gonna be the quarterback to get Scott Frost fired. Well that makes me have a whole different outlook and perspective I'm just saying, when we start brother, talking on our games to watch. I wouldn't be and surprised. I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Especially on our predictions. Y'all going to kill me on that. <laughs> but we'll get to that later on in the show. All right. So um, the next team that we got, the last team we got in the Big Ten West is um, Northwestern. All right, Taz. I'll give you this one. Shoot. Northwestern went three and nine okay, last now year. Okay, prove me wrong. Sell me. <laughs> no, 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 I, no. Didn't, I said Nebraska was my team. I never said Northwestern. Not not in Northwestern, but I never said they. You know. No, no, no. You sold me on a three and nine Nebraska. I'm expecting you to sell me on this three and nine Northwestern. But I, that wasn't you, the team I chose. And you'll see that later. <laughs> You'll see that later in the show. (laughs) That, you know, we have Northwestern place in a different position. That is true. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. And I love Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's a great coach. He's a Northwestern guy. Right. Played linebacker when they went to the Rose Bowl. He's Northwestern through and through. But he went three and nine last year. Correct? Yeah. COVID, seven and two. I don't take much out of COVID. From anybody, if you was one in five, or if you won a national championship, I don't count the COVID year for nothing yeah. because there's so many other different variables. No, in yeah, it. a lot of guys in play. Exactly, but 2019, mm-hmm. they was three and nine also. Mm. So what? I started looking into. It. I'm like, because this doesn't seem like a Pat Fitzgerald team. I mean, remind, remember he was just in the Big Ten championship game not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He was won the division. Top of the division, but three and nine, seven and two, three and nine. I mean, I started looking at it, I was like, you know, Pat Fish at hard nose. Mm-hmm. Bring your butt, bring your pail with you. It's time to go to work, right? And I started looking offensively, the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I think he's gotten away from that. I think his linebacker and recruiting has dropped a little bit. Yeah. I do, because offensively, they only average 144 yards a game. That's 82nd in the country. All right. Defensively, they give up 213 yards a game. That's 119th. That's not Pat Fitzgerald. But I'm wondering, the teams that he did have that were successful. Oh, they were top 10 defenses. Yeah, top 10 defenses. But I'm looking at, were they top senior heavy? I mean, they might have been. Because it goes in waves. That's what I'm saying. I would have to look into it. But I mean, for the most part. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, as far as getting... Keeping those vets together. I mean, it, and now it's somewhat of a challenge now. I mean, trying to keep things balanced. Well, somewhat, but you got the super seniors, so you can. Yeah, the next yeah, you can years. work it back out. But apparently, super seniors ain't helping last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of probably wish some of them would have left. <laughs> yeah, but there again, it's like, like I said, that, that's the key. Recruiting is a, is a bloodline. Oh yeah. You know what do you? I mean, what kind of who are you recruiting? Yeah, but I mean, even. Pat Fitzgerald, I mean, he knows he's not going to get four stars, five stars. I mean, you, you, can get, you can get four at position, certain positions. Cer- certain areas. You can you get can. four stars. Coaching style, I know, has always but, been the same because he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. He I think he's a great, great coach. I think they have to get back to the basics at that. But th- that's the thing, too, because even though – do you take that mindset? Because you can take any of the, the, the top-tier coaches. Oh, yeah. You can take any of the top-tier coaches and say – I. And say, okay, if if I were to put them at Northwestern, mm-hmm. although I know we're, we're used to getting, you know, three stars and maybe not four and five stars, because I take a guy I, outside of any of those top power five conferences. Yeah. Deion's offering everybody. He don't even care. Yeah. I'm still going to offer him. Oh, yeah. And Northwestern is actually closer to Chicago than Illinois is. Right. So the recruiting ground is even far. Now, granted, Northwestern, that's a great media school. 
Mm-hmm. It is. There's a lot of broadcasters you hear that went to Northwestern. So, I mean, the standards and stuff, you know, are probably a little bit higher at Northwestern than maybe some other schools. Mm-hmm. But they have a great broadcasting school there. And that, um, Michael Wilbaum went there. Of course. But then there again, it's like, what are you selling? Uh, are you selling the, the going against the prestige of the school or, or what? Because you, you got teams a la Stanford high standards. I mean, there's a lot of even public schools that's got high standards. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you, what are you selling them to get them there? You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, you, you can't just say, oh, well, I can't get them because of cold. But, I mean, look at the top teams in your division. Everybody plays in the cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> plays in the cold. And, I mean, I think, honestly, I think recruiting would be the easiest in that division just because it is so wide open. Right. I think it would be harder to recruit a kid to, let's say, a Maryland, Rutgers, or Indiana than it would an Illinois, Northwestern, or Minnesota. Yeah. Just because you have a better opportunity of winning the championship and playing in the conference championship yeah. game. I just say you probably just take a look at the structure of what we're doing and how we're how we're doing it and evaluating your coaches. It's like yeah. as far as how they're recruiting. Because I of course, like I said, the money the money as far as um that you're receiving from the conference is going up just with everybody else. Oh yeah, the money's there. So you're getting it that's not the issue if you need to pay, you know, more co- you know, coaches. Mm-hmm. You go get better coaches. Oh yeah. And, or or better recruiters. So it's just the evaluation that they have to do amongst themselves and say, hey, man, I know recruiting's important, but, dude, we should be able to recruit with anybody else. I mean, you're talking, we're pulling in more money than, well, well two of the three, or maybe three of the other conferences. Oh, yeah, than the other three? Yeah. yeah. So well, you- I mean, depending on when the SEC rene- renegotiates their deal, they'll be pulling in the most out of all the Power Five Exactly. Schools. So you're pulling in more than these schools down here that are recruiting the five stars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. you, you, you have revenue. You know what I'm saying? You have what you need to go out and get better players. So that's not an issue. Oh, yeah. And I think they'll get back to the ground and pound next year. They got four returning offensive linemen. They got a 1,000-yard back coming back, Evan Hall. And I think, like I said, just the physicality. I think Pat Fitzgerald, he's a solid physicality coach, play linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll get them back physically to where they need to be. And I just think that's what it is. Maybe they've gotten away from that a little bit. Right. Well, that wraps up all the teams we got to talk about. So let's look at some games to look forward to this upcoming year. The first game I got is I think would be a great game to go to. So maybe we can get our passports up before August 27th, Taz, and we can make our way out here, is uh, Northwestern at Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland. Now, remind you, we have some listeners and people that's downloaded from Dublin, Ireland. Well, that'll be a game they'll be interested in. Yeah, exactly. That's in their backyard. There you go. It is. Book it. Maybe we can get there and we can meet some fans. Book it. (laughs) Book it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think the game will be all right. I mean, from what you sold me on Nebraska, looks like Nebraska ought to probably cakewalk right through that hey, game, man, huh? uh, They'll be in the game. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and that, that is something I would not have said before. They will before be in the game. Before you pitched that argument That's earlier. a guarantee that they will be in that ball game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on September 10th, we have the Cyhawk Trophy game, which... Mm. And we're not going to break down every trophy game in this division. There's a lot of them. Almost every game in this division is yeah. a trophy game. They have game. A cool names, though. They do really do. I yeah. do like I love trophy games. I don't know why. I like loving seeing them run across the field, grab the trophy, hold it up, and the other team gets all upset. But we got Iowa State at Iowa on right. September 10th. Right. The Cyhawk Trophy, sponsored by Iowa Corn. <laughs> You can't make this up. It's awesome. Who else could sponsor this game but Iowa Corn? Who else would you want to sponsor the game? That's what I'm talking about. And I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I I think it'll be, yeah, definitely a solid game. Big 12, uh, Big 10. Yeah. Every year they play a really great game. I mean, that's that's actually turned into one because they play earlier in the season, which I like. It's It's turned into a rival game that I really watch, you know what I'm saying, almost every year now. I do. Yeah, you would think that would probably be a rival week game, though. You know. Yeah, I mean, you would think, but I guess being out of conference. Well, I mean, well, a lot of them, play there, and know? most of them that's played in the end. Yeah, that is out true. Of conference. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. Maybe mm-hmm. we can talk them into pushing it to yeah. maybe the Friday after Thanksgiving. There you go. <laughs> We're talking about that one. We're talking about. That. Yeah, we've already had our discussion about yeah. that game on that day, but. Right. <laughs> 
right, then the next game we got is Wisconsin at Michigan State. You want to talk about two people in a phone booth hitting each other with hammers. That's what that game sounds like to me. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, October. Uh, weather's probably still good, though. Yeah, I weather-wise. Yeah, well, it probably might be rainy. Yeah, I think the weather will still be good, though. It won't be all snowy and everything up there. Yeah. I love the snow game, so you'll definitely be running the ball then. Oh, yeah, that's what I say. It's two people in the phone booth beating each yeah. other up. That, that's what I think that one's going to turn into. And then another game we got the opening weekend on August 27th is <laughs> an inside joke between me and Taz, but I thought I'd bring it up, is Wyoming at Illinois. Yeah, you, better, you might want to book that one right there, buddy. Put that oh, one on that pick'ems. I'm ready to go. Oh, you know it's on the pick'em. Yeah, it's going to be pick on the pick'em. Put that on the pick'em. Because <laughs> my biggest question is, is that Wyoming coach going to even realize that his ass is in Illinois on August 27th? Pick'em. <laughs> I, I want to see that one. <laughs> He'll be telling his offensive lineman to watch out for dip buckets so he don't rush through the line and hit his quarterback again. Go for it on fourth down <laughs> and inside his own 20. <laughs> well, like, what are you doing? We'll, we'll touch on Wyoming when we do our group of five preview show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then another game we got is Oklahoma at Nebraska. Now, this is so funny. I got this marked here and Taz can tell you because he can see it. Mm-hmm. They play on September 17th. And the headline that I got for this game is Scott Frost's last game. <laughs> you better change that headline. That's what I'm, that's what I'm starting to wonder now. <laughs> you might, I, uh, you from what you told me, I had no clue about. Yeah, man. Nebraska right there. They're going to be in that game. And that, there again, it's Venable's first game. I mean, well, first year. Yeah. Kind of getting acquainted now. Who knows? Who knows? That it's game, at Nebraska. And it's early. And it's earlier in the year. And it's early. You never, you know, you never know. So they get that win right there. It's gonna oh, change. Oh man. Oh, if he gets that win right there, he's getting an extension. Oh yeah. 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 I, I really think so. I do because then it backdoors with our other game. Since we have been talking about this, and you got me convinced on you, you've Nebraska. been circling that Nebraska team pretty often. There. <laughs> uh, October fifteenth, I got Nebraska at Purdue. There you go. Does that decide the division? It can decide the division. I mean, you're talking Nebraska to Purdue, maybe Wisconsin. Maybe. I'm mm-hmm. not 100% so. It's not as strong as the other side. No, and they play better teams from the other side, Wisconsin does, than either one of those two teams do. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, so could that be the game that decides that, that whole can, division, that October be, 15th? That can be it. The winner of that game, they but, maintain, and they go to Indianapolis. And represent the, that division. Hmm. That's very interesting. That can happen. It could happen. That could happen. Watch for it. Games to watch, everybody. It's possible. All right, well, I got another big question for you while we're on all this, and this is going to sound so bad to everybody. Is this the, the worst Power 5 division for quarterbacks? I really think a lot of these schools, I'm, 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 I ran the numbers, and as I was doing the reviews, I started looking at it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this school is a quarterback away from being great. This school is a quarterback away from probably making the playoff. Mm-hmm. This school is a quarterback away from winning the division. And I started going down, and I put the stats right here, and I'm not going to bore everybody with them all. But, I mean, 10 touchdowns, 9 picks, 57%. 10 touchdowns, 9 picks, 59%. 10 touchdowns, 11 picks, 59%. 3 touchdowns, 4 picks, 53%. 1 touchdown, 2 picks, 61%. I mean, it's... These numbers are horrible, man. So you have one guy over 70. And, one. And two guys over 60. Yeah. Mm, that's that's, that's going to be a challenge. You got one, two, two that has more than a one touchdown over his interception number. Okay, the 71% guys has over 3,000 yards. Yep. You have 159% guys over two. Well, you got two well, over 2,000. The one at 63% yeah. is... The one and two. It, yeah, he actually transferred in, right? Yeah, from Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what he did. That's Casey Thompson, 2,100 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine picks, 63%. Right, so you got two guys over 2,000 yards, and everyone else is less Everybody, than 2,000 yeah. yards. That's what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, and percentage what other division has this bad of quarterback play? I mean, let's look at it. Iowa is literally, and I think legitimately, a quarterback away from being maybe a playoff team. Right. Yeah, they were they they played well last year. You know, they won a division. Their quarterback eighteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, nine picks. Yeah. Minnesota, Wisconsin, 
2,000 yards on average, 10 touchdowns, 9-11 picks, 59%. They're a quarterback away from winning that division. So the two guys, really, that's leading, if you look at them leading the quarterbacks in the division, Mm -hmm. one is 24-9, Yep. touchdown to the interception, the other 28-11. Yeah. And that's all the difference. Yeah, so you're outproducing the balance as far as Scoring yeah. versus interception. So that's the reason why. And they have the two highest completion percentage. Correct. And the second highest amount of yards. And that's why they're our last game, Nebraska at Purdue, that we think will decide the division. Yep. I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. I mean, I would never have phantom a whole division could be this horrible at quarterbacks. And I hate to say that, and I hate to mean it like that, but the stats don't lie. And some yeah. of these kids coming back – this is like their fifth, sixth year coming back. These ain't freshmen that played last year. This ain't their first year in the system. Yeah, that's crazy. Outside of Purdue's quarterback is a returning guy. Yeah. The two guys <laughs> the two guys that transferred in has the next two highest percentages. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, is the Purdue's quarterback, O'Connell. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, DeVito and Thompson have the second best numbers, and they transferred in. Yeah. The other one's 59, 59, 57, no, Transferred in. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, hell, it's like, well, we can't do no worse than what we got. Yeah. yeah you know, and I didn't want to put their numbers from what their team did last year because they won't be here this year. Yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, even with, like I say, even Wisconsin, they don't pass much, but, I mean, you can get the percentage up. Oh, yeah, I mean, but you have to have a player. You're going to be in third and 12. You're not going oh, to stay gonna ahead to change yeah, yeah. all game long. Yeah. And you don't need a guy who's going to turn it over as many times as he scores the ball either. Protect the ball, guys. Protect the ball. So I'm quite sure the coaches are probably pushing that right now. Like I said, football is so important. They named the game after it. Correct. Keep the ball. Every possession should end in a kick. Whether it's a punt, a field goal, or an extra point. Yeah. Every possession should end in the kick. Yeah, I mean, but of course, you know, you know, you're gonna have your mishaps, the fumbles, and well, yeah, I mean, that's football. Guys football, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's gonna happen. I mean, but, you got some defensive ends that can come from the backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the same sense too, like guys, you're better than this. It's of course, power five football. Of course, you know, hey, what I'm like I said, these guys are starting to get more reps because you know they hadn't been really leaning on too much the previous. No, year, so. I mean they mainly rely on the run, and maybe it's hard to get into a rhythm. If you're handing mm-hmm. the ball off twice and now it's third and 12 and now there's like, all right, it's on you, get the first down. I mean, that's got to be difficult too. Yeah, it that's probably has difficult. a lot to do with the offensive coordinator and play calling also. Yeah, in a mixture, like I said, it depends. You want to get your numbers up early because in the latter part of the years. Going to get tough? Not only tough. Elements going to change. They're going to be playing the snow and the rain, homie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, harder to toss it. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll never expect any of these quarterbacks to have yeah. 5,000 yards or 45 touch. Well, but that's the thing. Yeah. It does get cold, but on the other side of the fence, they can throw for 4,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. Yeah, I'd say get your numbers so, early. Get your numbers up early. You know, elements good. The weather's good. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, in the cold, it's going to be hard to probably grip gonna that ball. Hard. It's going to be hard. That's yeah. why they hand the ball off a lot up there. Yeah. All right, so that was just something I wanted to talk about. It just kind of baffled my mind when I was going through this episode or whatever. So now we'll get on to our Big Ten West predictions. Mm-hmm. Taz, on the West, I have Purdue, mm. the number one quarterback in the conference. I'm sold on them. Right. Iowa, I like their defense. Followed by Wisconsin, because, I mean, they'll run the ball. Next, Illinois. I like what Bielema was doing. Followed by Minnesota. I think, I'm not saying rowing the boat has kind of made its course, but I don't know. I just don't think that's the battle cry anymore right. at Minnesota. Right. Northwestern, I think they'll get back to being more physical up front. I, I still don't think they're where they need to be, especially with their quarterback right now Mm -hmm. and then last but not least before we had this discussion i got nebraska right so taz who do you have you still have an option to you know to change it no 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 i'm gonna stick with what i what i said you know what but but i'm gonna go on the limb i'll do it i'll do it you know what you got initially you know i had the same as you at the top but i'm gonna go i'm gonna make it interesting we'll be able to watch this year i'm going nebraska top 
Oh, you gonna you gonna put Nebraska I'm going, win? I'm going. I'm going Nebraska. Okay. I'm oh, going Nebraska. Oh. Why not? I mean, let's make it interesting. Yeah, man. Let's yeah, make it interesting. We've been talking about it. I I've been watching them. Like I said, they can make a couple key adjustments. That whole season changes. That is crazy. It changes. So Nebraska. I'll go with, okay. I'm going. I'm okay. going with the Cornhuskers. Not saying they back as far as a dynasty shucking corn but hey i'm going back <laughs> this year right here i'm going back with them corn huskers so we'll roll with the corn huskers at one uh-huh. then uh we'll, we'll roll with purdue coming up all right runner up we'll meet that that game gonna be important so we'll circle that one i definitely pick them all right and uh number three i'll go with the uh our the hawks because uh-huh. i think that they they got a lot coming back we'll see they got probably the best linebacker Oh yeah, I think so. Or one of the yeah, one of the best. Yeah, one of the so he's gonna be yeah. all over the field. First round pick, I think. Correct. And then uh, we'll go. We'll go with we'll go with Wisconsin following Iowa because I, I mean we know what Wisconsin do. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna pound you, grind you, weigh you down, and they just they they tend to win. Yeah, they just lean on you. <laughs> yeah, they lean on you enough, you fall over. Yeah, and then uh, I'm gonna follow it up with Minnesota. Um, they've been pretty consistent. You know, through the years, but you know, I think these other four teams are probably going to take that next step. On top of, they got other conference games they got to play also on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Bielema. I think he's he's probably a couple years away. Once he gets his guys in there, I think it's a couple years away. I think he'll probably even surpass Wisconsin and Iowa up top. I can see eventually. That. I, I see him coming, but right now I don't think he's there. Then we're going to follow up with Northwestern until they make some changes. Okay. All right. All right. I like sure. that. Changing it up at the top. I like that. I like that. Let's just get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Hey, I'm pumping you up, Cornhuskers. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm right now, I'm a fan of you. I'm pumping you up while yeah, everybody yeah. else is down on you. I'm, I'm right there with you. There we go. Yeah, you got him number one. I got him last. So That's right. <laughs> one of us will be wrong. One of us will be right. Meet That'll me, be fun to watch. The there we go. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> All right, for the Big Ten Championship, I picked Ohio State earlier in the first side, and then I got Purdue over here in the West. I like their quarterback play. I I like Purdue. Purdue's not at an Ohio State level yet, mm-hmm. just talent-wise. I think scheme-wise, they might be okay, but talent-wise, Ohio State's head and shoulders, and right. it'll be a buzzsaw in the championship game. All right. So what about you, Taz? You uh, made one big decision. Are you gonna make another? Well, we're going Ohio State, of course, uh-huh. in that division. And then, you know, of course, I picked Nebraska. You know, I don't think it's to me. I don't think it's that. You know, the way they played last year, dude, that far of a, a gap between the two teams. Between Nebraska and Ohio State. Yeah, I don't think it's that much of a gap. I think the gap is is making the extra couple plays. You see what I'm saying? But now the gap is where, you know, I'll just bang you out and get rid of you. Yeah. And this is this is with the two top dogs as far as receivers that they had over there on top of the dudes they had coming back. And it was only like a seven-point game. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did play again. Yeah. yeah. It was a nine-point game last Yeah, nine-point game. Yeah, yeah nine-point right. game. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that... You know, so, so obviously I think people are, are, are so you really... So you made the big jump. The big jump, not this year. <laughs> Not this year. I'm not convinced that they completely clean that up. And they have a new quarterback. They have a new quarterback, which I think right now, I think the culture and everything right now, I think it's a little more stable at Ohio State. It'll be closer than the expert. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be closer. It's definitely going to be closer. Yeah. Right, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they're coming to the party. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch this upcoming It's going to be red. Yeah. All red. Red and white. Red and silver, whatever you want to do it. Yep. Garnet and gray. Yep. Red and white. Here we go. That's it. Well, scarlet. Scarlet, scarlet and gray. Yep. Scarlet, scarlet and, gray. and gray. There you That's go. That's right. Yep. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode of College Football Sunday. I had a great time today laughing and joking and learning some things. I did. Once again, I want to tell all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. All the single yes, moms sir. out there, happy Father's Day. Y'all do just as much. You do. So, Taz, you got anything for the people? No, man. Hope you enjoyed it. You know, uh, continue to send your questions in, man. Comments. And uh, we're we just going to continue to have fun, people. You know what I'm saying? Anything you want to talk about, send it in. We're going to joke about it. But we got some stuff uh, up our sleeves. So, you be don't be surprised at what we say. Oh, yeah. Ain't that the <laughs> truth. So, uh, Taz, what we got on the next episode coming out? Uh, next episode, we got the uh, Pac-12. Oh, interesting conference. Out West. 
Yeah, yeah. They hadn't really. They hadn't been to the party yet. Not well, they since did. Oregon. Not since Oregon. Yeah, yeah it's, been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, a, no, Washington. Washington got yeah, Washington by go, Alabama, yeah, yeah. and that wasn't no fun. Yeah, for yeah, him. yeah. But I mean, bring but, it to the party. I mean, talking about that <laughs> being competitive. Yeah, man, bringing that brand <laughs> to the party. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We got USC out there. We'll get to talk yeah. about and stuff like that. Yeah, some interesting stuff to talk about, man. Arizona State. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Herm so, Edwards so we'll, project. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> So look forward to that next episode. Oh, yeah. That'll be released next week. And like we say, everybody, please make sure you download this. Tell everybody, your friends and families. Thank you all for tuning in. And Taz, I appreciate you. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, man. All right, everybody. Have a happy Sunday, and we're out of here. Stay safe.